Well, let's get to uh, the Leafs, though, uh, Damien. Uh, they hire Brandon uh, Pridham uh, yesterday to be their newest assistant general manager. And uh, all accounts uh, are he has a pretty good understanding of the CBA, having worked 15 years with the National Hockey League. Uh, how do you see him fitting in? Well, I mean, like, to be honest, I mean, the guy who he's replacing basically is Claude Wazell, who also came from the NHL and who also had a pretty good understanding of the CBA and salary yeah. cap. So I, I'm not sure. I think he's a, he's, my understanding is he's a bright young guy. Um, you know, they've sought to, there, there's a lot of ways to change a hockey team. You know, you can go out and, and sign a big name free agent. You can make a big trade. Um, or you can draft and try to improve your organization. And, you know, I think that's what the Leafs have tried to do in the offseason. They've tried to add around the, you know, the, you know, the, the third and fourth line. They've, um, you know, tried to change their front office organization. They've tried to add some depth in the analytics thing, which we'll see how that translates to wins and losses. And I, I, don't, I don't think, you know, and people were disappointed in, in their offseason but a lot of things have happened. You know, really a lot of things have happened. Maybe people wanted more. Maybe they would have liked Randy Carlisle gone. Maybe they wanted one to go out and get Brad Richards or spend money on this defenseman or that free agent player. But, uh, you know, they've, they've done a lot of little things, and now the question is whether their organization has changed in such a way as that it, it can make a meaningful difference to the on-ice product. Damien Cox, our guest, 49 days away from opening night, by the way, Leafs Canadians right here on Sportsnet, of course, uh, to start our 12 years of hockey coverage. You mentioned that, seven weeks from tonight. Um, 12 you, years? 12 years. Me? Seven weeks seems longer than the 12 <laughs> years. Um, have you been, now, have you been miscast as an, uh, how would I put it? Now you started giggling already. Mis- you're always miscast. <laughs> I know where we're going. As an anti-analytics guy, are you the scout in Moneyball that Billy Bean <laughs> says, get your hands off me? Uh, I mean, or, or do you just say it can cert- like any aspect, like playing the game, it can certainly be an overrated aspect. Are, are, are a lot of teams, it, this seems like the hot new thing, but but you could overdo it and, and read too much into them. It's, it's, it's just yeah. another valuable resource, isn't it? I, I would say I've been miscast. I think I'm like a lot of people. I'm learning about uh, this stuff and how it might apply. I also believe that there's a lot of things about the game from the old school thing that also apply. I think I think you want to apply some of each. I think yeah. there's lots of ways in which knowledge comes. Some of it comes through through statistics, and some of it comes through you know a number of other things. So, um, I, I, I like I said, I think I'm one of those people who's learning about it and seeing what makes sense and what. What doesn't make sense? I think for me, a lot of the reaction was the over-aggressive style of people who were pro-analytics, like the, that, if, that if you didn't buy into every number and everything, then you were just a dinosaur. And, you know, there was a lot of ridiculous name-calling and stuff that went on. I, I, think, I, I think you have to be open-minded. Um, I, I can't say I can go up and down uh, uh, and tell you everything about Corsi Fenwick. Uh, you know, I heard a great one yesterday, the Wowie stats and all these different things. And a lot of it I find kind of interesting, and a lot of it I find kind of blurring. And some of it I find, I think a lot of ordinary hockey fans will look at it and go, it just doesn't really interest me. I just want to watch the game. Yeah, I think, um, I think that's a factor, too. Like, even a decade ago, I'd have looked at um, even pitchers' wins in baseball, and, yeah. and I would have said, it still, it certainly wouldn't mean something to me as a major league pitcher to win twenty games, even if if my ERA was four fifty. I'd 
I'd, I'd want the 20 wins. That That's some indication of performance. But but now we've got tighter numbers in base. And maybe right. we'll get there in hockey where, where yeah, it, it won't all just be goals, assists, and points. And I think, like, and what I know what, what we're going to try to be doing um, with all the new hockey coverage is is deliver that to people, but also not shove it down people's throats and not make it, it – to me, and I don't know how you guys feel, like hockey is less about numbers than other sports. And maybe that's just tradition. You know, maybe that needs to change, but there is something about the flow of the game, the dynamics of the game. I, I think we need to give people both and then let people choose what interests them, what they find meaningful, and, you know, what makes the most sense. But at the same time, I think it's pretty clear by what we're seeing teams do that, that there is a huge trend towards this, and I think you ignore analytics at your peril. So do you think this is a sign? Is this a sign that, because um, it, it's, it's one thing to sit around and talk about, but the practicality of, of what Dave Nonis will do. When Tim Laiwicki says Brett, Brennan Shannon, he, all the final decisions go through him, and Dave Nonis nods and is sitting right beside him. I mean, these feel like hires um, that would be that Kyle Dubas would say, I know these guys, I interact with these guys, that they're coming in and, and they'll be useful. And, and Dave Nonis says, whatever you think. Do you, do you feel like there will be enough for Dave Nonis to do in, in his role, or, or will he get frustrated and, and seek other, other employment? I thought the best line I saw on Twitter yesterday was all the people who were screaming for Dave Nonis to be fired are now working for him. <laughs> <laughs> well, they may be working in his office in six months too, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 you know, the answer, I don't know. I'm, I'm really kind of fascinated by this whole thing, the dynamics of it. Like, you know, there's going to be assistant coaches working for Randy Carlisle, who he doesn't really know. Dave Nonis doesn't really know Brendan Shanahan, nor does he really know Kyle Dubas, and nor does he know Brandon. I mean, there's a lot of people in the Leaf organization who are kind of going to be trying to figure out how this is going to work and how to work as a team, and and that's not easy. But I've I've not seen an indication yet that Dave Nonis isn't running the hockey department isn't making the decisions. But I think there's a lot of open questions as to how involved is Brendan Shanahan going to be. And I don't necessarily mean that in a, long, in a bad mm-hmm. way. Great example, Columbus. John Davidson is extremely involved. Yarmo Kekalainen is the GM, but John Davidson's very involved. Um, you know, and there are organizations where presidents are more involved than other teams. So I think we're going to have to wait and see, but I certainly understand why people look at the Leaf organization and see Dave Nonis has been kind of been stripped of his lieutenants. He's mm-hmm. been he's got a new hockey guy over top of him. Exactly what are, where does he fit and what's his future? And I think that's to be fair, and I and I, I think that is an open question. And if the team doesn't perform, then th- there's there's going to be scrutiny on Dave Nonis. 